you for joining us for another power-packed message from Pastor Sharat Yelaseri, brought to you by the friends and partners of Eagle Mount Church, transforming believers into eagles who can soar above every mountain that may stand in their way, empowering them to be leaders for their generations. We hope that this message will transform you. Get ready to soar. What have we been learning? We have been learning Romans chapters 1, 2, 3, and 4. In fact, the book of Romans is so thick. The book of Romans is so thick. Imagine it is a field of crop, or if, think of it like a forest. It will not, it, your lifetime is not enough to walk through the thickness of the book of Romans. In fact, we are going so speedily that sometimes I just want to stop and look at one verse altogether. But however, we are not going to be doing that we are going to go into more of a general look of the doctrine through the book of Romans. Okay, Romans is like the foundations of Christianity. You know what happened? Uh, why I, I actually told you why Romans was written, right? Romans was written because Paul could not be there in Romans. So basically, Romans is the transcription of his preachings in any other city. Maybe in Thessalonica, maybe in Ephesus, maybe in any other city, you know, he was preaching there. But because he could not physically be in Rome, he transcribed everything. And this is literally the preachings of Paul from the revelation he had from Jesus. Did you know that Paul's preachings were not Jesus' preachings? Paul's preachings were a revelation of the Old Testament revealed in the New, that now Paul understood the meaning of crucifixion. Paul understood. That's why Peter says, Paul has a greater revelation and some things that Paul says are so hard for us to understand. Peter himself describes that the writings of Paul are difficult. Why? Are, it's not that they are difficult. The gospel is very simple. The simplicity of the gospel surprises me. But at the same time, in the simplicity, there is a lot and lot and lot of wealth. Wealth of what? Wealth of knowledge, wealth of wisdom, and wealth of doctrine. Now here, before we jump into Romans chapter 5, now we are only going to look at Romans chapter 5, 1, 2, 3, and 4, and 5. Okay, we are only going to be looking at 5 verses today. But before we go into Romans chapter 5, I just want to tell you another thing that I usually always tell. So this might be as a repetition, but it's a very good reminder for you. We as Christians are under something. Okay, we, okay, for example, I am Sharat Yelasiri. I come under my father. Okay, now me living in this roof, I am living under my father's roof. Okay, therefore, my father's rules apply to me. Okay, maybe my neighbor has a different rule for his son, but in this house, my father's rules are applicable. Okay, I can't come to my uh, father and say, Dad, but that guy can, uh, don't, doesn't have a curfew. How come I have a curfew? No, it, it does not work because as long as I'm under my dad's roof, my dad's rules apply to me. In the same way, because you are a Christian, you are under the word. Okay, this, this is the book, this is the constitution for you. These are the things that you have to live by. What does that mean? That means you are under this word. Okay, this word has a covering over you that whatever you do, whatever you think, whatever happens to you, what you are doing is under this. So if the world says 
uh, stealing is legal from today onwards, but the Bible says stealing is not good, stealing is considered bad, which law are you going to abide under? Are you going to abide under the law of the wisdom of man or are you going to abide under the law of the wisdom of God or the revelation from what God has spoken? See, Bible principles never change. The keys in Bible never change. Therefore, this is the perfect constitution. This is the perfect thing. You know, every day things, sections are added onto the constitution. Why? Because as times are changing, thinkings are changing. As, as days are going forward, constitution is evolving. But the Bible does not evolve. The Bible is one stand, standard and it will be that standard forever and ever and ever. Now we as Christians are under this standard. Now whatever this Bible says applies to you. Correct? What do you know about this Bible? Now, we have been looking from Romans chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4 about the justification of man through faith because of the uh, death of Jesus Christ, because of the payment of Jesus Christ. Now, we will enter into a new place. Think of it this way, okay? For your salvation, for your redemption, there was only one thing that was needed. That was the death of Jesus Christ. Here, that was the death of Jesus Christ. The moment Jesus Christ said, it is finished, that moment you were saved. But then why did Jesus have to resurrect? Through the blood of uh, Jesus, you have salvation. Right? Jesus' body could have, Jesus could have just taken his spirit and gone to heaven. But no, he resurrected. He beat nature itself. He beat the nature itself. He beat the nature itself. So now why did God have to do this? Because he had a point to make. He had a point to make. The point is, I think that point we will just look, before I don't want to run ahead of me. That point is that even though you were saved through the death of Jesus Christ, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you will reign in your life. Let's consider it like this, okay? Let's think that you, as a uh, person, go to the ice cream shop. Now, we all have been to ice cream shop. Now, then you don't know what's happening at the ice cream shop. You just look at an ice cream. You're like, wow, that's a beautiful ice cream. I want that piece. And then you say, hey, lady, you know what? I want two scoops of that ice cream. Now, she gives you two scoops. And then you say, uh, and then she says, uh, 200 rupees, please. Now, when you think about it, you only have 100 rupees with you. Okay? You only have 100 rupees with you. Then you'll be like, oh, what can I do? Now, if you saw a child in that situation where he's like, but my mother only gave me 100 rupees, but I want those two scoops, what would you do? You would do what probably any of us would do. You would come in and you would pay the balance, the rest of the money. Right? You would pay the rest. Actually, what Jesus Christ's death did was, it paid the price that you cannot pay. He can have his ice cream now. So you can have your heaven now. Why? Through the penalty that Jesus had paid. But you know what Jesus would do? He would not just pay the balance. Actually, he would say, you know what, boy? Keep your money with you. Keep your hundred also with you. I'm going to pay the full two hundred. In fact, I'm going to pay a thousand rupees so that you can take even for your friends, your families and your Benef beneficiaries. You take it for anybody. That's what Christ's resurrection did. Christ's death paid the penalty. You can enjoy heaven. But Christ's resurrection overpaid. 
so that you can reign in life. Did that make sense to you? Did that make sense to you? Let us go look into Romans chapter 5, verses 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Romans chapter 5, verses 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Therefore, having been justified, having been justified, what tense is that? What tense is that? Let me go slowly, okay? Because this is very important for us to all understand. What line, I mean, sorry, what tense is that? Having been justified. You know what that is? That is past tense. So now, my friend, my question to you is, are you being justified? Or are you going to be justified? Or have you been justified? So tell me, I have been justified. I am justified. You know, we all have a doubt if I am really worthy of heaven. Uh, am I going to heaven? See, the relation, it is, I told you last week again, I think I, this was last week or previous week. It is not the measure of faith we have in God, but it is the measure of God's faithfulness towards us. Again, this is another story that I heard, you know. This is a story about this African, uh, African uh, nomadic tribe. You know, the tribe is called, uh, let me just look that up, the Bedouin community. So now, with this Bedouin community, you know, these guys are so, my word is my bond types, okay. They are nomadic, they still live in tents, even today. They still live in tents. And in the community of the Bedouin community, there was a story that I heard, okay? This is a true story, apparently. This is a true story. There were two men who were having an argument. Now, the argument got so tense that the two men started screaming at each other. Eventually, they started throwing punches at each other. And eventually, one man killed the other man. And as the victim had laid there in a pool of blood, from his face being disfigured, the murderer runs to the sheikh of this Bedouin community. And then he goes to the sheikh and says, Hey sheikh, you know what? I have committed murder. But now I'm coming to take refuge and seek your protection. Because you know, if you know the Arabic community, if you know the Middle Eastern community, they run by the Old Testament principle of for eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Okay? Now, because he has murdered somebody, life for a life. Now the whole community is coming for justice after him to kill that man. But this man goes to the sheikh's house and says, I'm seeking refuge in your house. You know, the tower, the, the cities of refuge the Bible speaks about, where a person who has con committed a crime can go and take refuge in those cities. As long as he's in that compound of that city, nothing will harm him. Nobody can kill him. It is like, it is like the continental in the movie of John Wick, you know. No bloodshed there, no, no fights there, no arguments there. It's the city of refuge. Now this man goes to the Bedouin sheikh and says, Hey, you know what? I want refuge. And the sheikh says, Okay. He holds the beam or the pillar of the tent and then he says, That's a way of them uh, uh, giving a, a firm and a 100% word saying, Hey, you know what? You have my word. I'm going to give you protection. Now he goes inside. The whole community comes after him and he says, The man who's taking refuge in your house needs to come out. We need to pay him for the price. We need to pay him the price that he paid for uh, my, uh, the, the murder of that person. And then he says, I'm sorry, I can't let him out. I can't do anything because I have given him my word. My word is my word. I can't do much about it. I can't say no. I can't get him out of him. Then they say, but he murdered somebody. He's laying there dead in a blood, in a pool of blood. His face all disfigured. And this man says, but still my word is my word. I can't, I can't, I already promised him. My word is my word. And then the community says, do you know who that person is? 
This guy says, no, I don't know, even whoever that may be, even if it's anybody who, who it can be, even if, if, even if it is somebody who I know very personally, my word is my word. And those people say, that man that he killed is your son. The Sheikh's face goes so pale and he goes so speechless. But he's still stuck by his word. And then you know what he said? He said, then he shall be my son. Whatever my son has, he shall have. Whatever belongs to me now belongs to him. You saw the unfair, you, it doesn't make sense. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, life for a life, he's supposed to be killed. But the word of that man held that person's life. And it not only held that person's life, did he not only did that Shakespeare that person's life, but he added, he adopted him as his son. When you were justified, that's what happened to you. When all has been cleared and justice has come upon you, that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. You have been adopted into the sonship of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5. Now there are a few things here that we are going to look into. There are a few things here that we are going to look into. Okay, We have Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have also access by faith into His grace, in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Three things that we are going to look at right now. We have, what is that? Peace with God. Actually, the NLT writes it so beautifully, so beautifully. Let's all open our Bibles to uh, Romans chapter 5, verses 2. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege, where we now stand. You know, in the past few days, we have heard this term, white privilege, a lot. White privilege, money privilege, class privilege. There has been an unfair privilege given to a class of people based upon um, maybe the color of their skin or the amount of money they have in their bank and the, the whole society of the world has been separated into classes on different factors. One is the color of the skin, one is the money, one is their knowledge, one different, different sectors. And in any, 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 any uh, institution that you go to, you may go to a school, you may go to a college, you may go to a dance thing, in any institution there is a hierarchy. And there is unfair privilege that some people hold on other people. Right? We are hearing of this word privilege a lot. But have you heard of this word called believer's privilege? That is the privilege we are going to talk about today. Because that privilege is undeserved privilege. You don't deserve it, but then you have it. The world may give white privilege to some people, money privilege to some people, knowledge privilege to some people, you know, or uh, elite privilege to some people, or based on their money they might give privilege, but God gives you a believer's privilege. And you know what that is? It is also like you will have the privilege of God. You will have the privilege of the Son of God. You know, as much as I am against the privileges that the world sets for itself or its people in different and unfair and unequal standards. You know, God sets one standard for all of us. That is a believer's privilege. And then if you believe in God, you can enter into this undeserved privilege. Undeserved privilege, where we now stand and we can confidently and joyfully look 
forward to sharing God's glory. This undeserved privilege sets you in a, in a trajectory where you're always looking forward towards the glory of God. Meaning, meaning, now, because your justification has happened, now through the resurrection, the glory is bubbling inside of you. Meaning, you don't, you're not just completed of the payment. Now your bal I mean, it's not, your scale was from minus, negat uh, minus negative uh, 100 or something like that. Justification brought it to a good zero, where now you are neutral. But the resurrection has brought it to the privilege of positive infinity, where now you are enjoying not only in, 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 uh, in a place of no debt, but in a place of abundance. In a place, you're not only there in a place of a neutral or, or justification, but now you have entered into glory and privilege. Are you understanding? And you know privilege is always unfair. Privilege is always unfair. And even in this Bible, this is not my words, the Bible gives uh, the believer an unfair and undeserved privilege. Unfair and undeserved privilege. Do you want that privilege? Where we now stand and always confidently, confidently knowing that, hey, you know what? My life is only going to yield glory. My life is only going to come up in, in the glory and the blessing and the abundance of God. Therefore, I rejoice too, even when I run into trials and problems. For we know that this, whatever confidence we have, has developed endurance. And de this en uh, endurance developed the strength of my character. And this character has, has strengthened our confidence of our hope. And this hope will never fail. The hope for glory that you have. The Christ is the hope of your glory. This hope will never fail. So therefore, my friend, therefore, my brother, if you're watching this, the hope that you have of undeserved privilege over everybody in your life, over your family, over your friends, over your boss, over anybody that you can think of, if you want to tap into that undeserved privilege, only believe. Only believe. It is not the measure of how much you can do for God. You see, many people talk about, you know, many people talk the relationship with God. How is your relationship with God? As if God's relationship and our relationship is based upon our works. Fine, our, our justification is not based on works. Now the relationship that you are having with God is based upon your works. Now what are you doing with yourself or with to your relationship with God. They are talking as if there is a breakup that is going to happen between you and God if you don't do some things. But you know the son's relationship with the father is never based upon the goodness of the son, but it is based, based on the faithfulness of the father. Even if the son lets go of the uh, father's hand, the father never lets go of the son's hand. If they are walking through a windy breeze, or if they are walking through a water, or if they are walking through the storm, you know who holds the son stronger? Who holds somebody stronger? The father holds the son stronger. Therefore, the relationship between between you and the Father, you and God, is never based upon you, but it is based upon the faithfulness of the Father. And the Father's faithfulness is so faithful that even though He comes to know that you are the person who, like in the Bedouin community, comes to home and says, hey, you know what, I want refuge. And when the Father promised you, His faithfulness is so, so strong that even if, it, if, even if His word costs you, I mean, even if His word costs His son, He's willing to stand up for His word. Did you understand? We have an undeserved privilege. Let's all go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, verses 13. Galatians chapter 3, verses 13. 
but Christ has rescued us from the pronounced a curse pronounced by the law when he was hung on the cross he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing for it is written in the scriptures curse is everyone who is hanging on the tree through Christ Jesus God has blessed the Gentiles you and me with the same blessing he promised to Abraham so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith you know we have received the same blessing that Abraham has received now let us just go through what blessing Abraham has received Gal- I mean uh, Genesis chapter uh, 12 Genesis chapter 12 verses 2 I will bless you and make you famous and I will ma- I will and you will be a blessing to others I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt and all the families of the world will be blessed through you let me read the Amplified Translation. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you abundantly. I will make your name great, exalted and distinguished. And you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. I will bless, do good for your benefit, those who bless you. And I will curse that is subject to my wrath and judgment, the ones who curses you, despises you, dishonors you. You know, even in your secret, even behind your back, when somebody talks behind your back, the blessing is God is going to fight for you. You don't need to know what people are talking behind your back. You know why? Because the faithful God will go and fight for your case. He will say, hey, that man has my blessing. He has my word. Therefore, I am subject to my word. Therefore, I have to bring forth what is due to you because you are talking behind the back of my son. You are talking, if you bless my son, fine, I bless you too. If you curse, therefore, I can't. You know how great and undeserved privilege it is for a a, a man to be looking after you so much so that people are being blessed by you. Not only that, your name is great and your name is distinguished. And, And not only that, you know what happened? You are in a place where the families of the earth are blessed by you. That, my friends, is favor. That is favor. If you look in Genesis, Noah found grace in the sight of God. Noah found grace. Everybody, let, 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 let's, let's go there. Let's go there. Genesis chapter 6, verses 8. However, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Actually, the word is Noah found grace. In the same word grace that has been used there has been used in Romans chapter 5 here, which we have. Therefore, through him, we have access by faith into the undeserved privilege of grace. Undeserved privilege of favor. You know, when you have favor, you don't need labor. Your favor, The favor that God puts upon your life is better than a lifetime of labor. You might work favor Look at this. When Joseph was being taken captive and and being sold to the Ishmaelites, when the people are looking at Joseph and saying, hey Joseph, you are going to be greater than the father. You are telling me that the earth and all of these will bow down to you. Do you think that the Ishmaelites were there by chance? Just because? Somehow? Coincidence? Remember the dreams that Joseph had. He had dreams that the stars, the sun and the moon will bow down to him. When he told his dreams to his parents, they cursed him. Why? Because he doesn't deserve that kind of treatment by the sun, the moon and the stars. Basically he was saying even the father will bow down to the sons, even the father will bow down to Joseph, the eldest one in the house will bow down to Joseph, 
that is undeserved you don't deserve that man who are you who do you think of yourself what do you think of yourself everybody mocks him everybody shouts at him imagine when joseph was being taken captive by those ishmaelites did he if at all he said father rescue me lord take me back to my father take me back home take me back home and if at all he went back home you know what would have happened he would have never been the governor of egypt he would have never rescued the uh, his the the abraham isaac and jacob's covenant he was the vessel of god through initiate and through through fulfill and manifest the the promise of god for abraham he had an appointment in his life and going through the ishmaelites going through the uh, jail going through potiphar's wives you know all of that unfair judgment judgment it was all it was all stirring up it was building up something called endurance in in that tribulation he it was building him a perseverance and in that perseverance he built up hope and in that hope it never failed him because god was with joseph you know that's why some of you never should give up on your dreams because those dreams that you get are divine dreams given to you by god in those dreams god is showing you a prophetic uh, picture of your future those dreams are god given never 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 try to try to understand that these dreams are what are motivating you joseph's father made him a shirt of full colors many colors the other sons might say is that's not fair where are my shirts well favor is unfair privilege is unfair it's not equal but that's the bible that's what the bible is saying you will have an unfair and an unjust privilege over everybody else that when you are walking in a line you don't have to be in the line they'll take you through the first class counter when you are in a hotel they will give you they will upgrade you when you are walking in your uh, in the thing god will bring forth shade for you your trees will be full your fruit will be full your harvest will be full everything that you do will prosper why because of the full payment after the justification through the resurrection that now you not only have been cancelled of your debt but now you have been given abundance in your life and that you are looking forward to that glory in your life the blessing of abraham may come upon you galatians chapter 3 verses 14 that the blessing of abraham may come upon you what is the blessing of abraham see we were just reading i will bless you abundantly make your name would you not like your name to be distinguished be a little original be a little hatke we all fight to be somebody else you know we all want to be that person say today i am blessed i have the blessing of abraham upon me say scream that out i am i am blessed i have the blessing of abraham upon me that you know even when tribulations come i will rejoice because the love of god has been revealed to me the love of god gives me confidence this confidence gives me endurance this endurance has developed a character a character that i will never give up on the supremacy of this word i will always believe in this word you know joseph it was churned his character was developed patience was developed perseverance was developed and that hope never gave up on joseph he became a governor he got the governor's position and you know what happened to him through him his family was blessed that is the promise of abraham available to you my brothers favor romans chapter 5 verses 2 i will read it in nlt because i love it in the nlt give me a second romans chapter 5 verses because of our faith let me say because of my faith 
Christ has brought me into this place of undeserved privilege where I now stand. Say that. Be, repeat this after me. Because of my faith. What faith? You believed in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That faith. That faith you know that you believe that Christ has died for you, resurrected for you, so that you can not only have a debt-free life, but now have an abundant life through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now that this resurrection of Jesus Christ has brought you, and the faith there has brought you to a place of undeserved privilege. So say this after me. Because of my faith, Christ has brought me into this place of undeserved privilege unequal privilege i have a exceeding privilege over everybody else everybody else come what me the ishmaelites might come they might take me potiphar's wife may come she might put me in jail potiphar may not believe in me and not take my word as a word nobody might trust me but God's promise, the glory that is bubbling inside of you, that hope that you're looking forward to, that promise that you're looking forward to, that hope, that hope will never fail. Now this is the truth of the Bible. Are you understanding? Are you understanding? How great is that? Shout for joy right now. Shout for joy. Shout for joy. Shout for joy. Noah found grace, you have that grace. Noah found favor, you have that favor. Noah had, uh, had, had a problem. Imagine, okay, Noah, <laughs> think about this. Everybody was wiped out. Noah was spared. Actually, the Bible uses an interesting word. Noah, here, let me read. Galatians chapter 6, verses 8. This is the account of Noah, a righteous man, a blameless man in this uh, generation. Noah walked with God. He did not spare... Okay, give, give me a second. Noah was set apart. Noah was set apart. Everybody was wiped out. God repented that he ever made humans. Everybody was wiped out. But Noah found favor. Undeserved, unmerited, unearned favor. Do you know what now? Favor does not require labor. Favor does not require labor. Noah did not work for that favor. You and I also don't have to work for that favor. The only thing that we need to do is say, God, your word is true. I believe in the word. Winds may come, our soil may shift, but the confidence of hope that you have should be firm planted in your heart that's exactly why renewal needs to happen here renewal needs to happen here that your spirit man can drive you drive you to a place of exceeding glory are you understanding my friends are you understanding do you get it romans chapter 5 again this time open your bibles if you did not have it yet this time get your phone if you don't have it yet or if you're watching this on your phone and you have no other phone Pause the video, go and check Romans chapter 5 out. Therefore, having been justified, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. You know what you can do now? You can go into the throne of grace anytime. You can go in front of God anytime. Is that peace going to be spoiled? No, we have peace. That, 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 that have is a present 
it doesn't change that present tense will not change it's a present permanent tense for the lack of a better word i think it's a present participle something like that that presents that present tense is a permanent tense the 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 peace that you have with god is permanent just because you went and you did something that is sinful don't come and think that hey right now i have messed up my relationship with god we might be having a little bit of a breakup that i need to patch up so i need to peace up with god don't do all of that nonsense come to the throne of grace boldly say god you have forgiven me don't think of yourself more highly than you are okay don't think of yourself think that you are dependent on the father don't think that the the faithfulness of the father is the measure of you holding the father's hand but the faithfulness of the father is independent of anything that you do you have peace with god you can enter into the throne of grace anytime you can exit anytime you can enter anytime so every time you want something from god enter into the throne of grace now go and do whatever you need to do enter into the throne of grace go do whatever you need to do enter into the throne of grace go do whatever you need to do enter into the throne of grace ask for wisdom go go do the uh, business that you're doing enter into the throne of grace go take that business call enter into the throne of grace go write that exam enter into the throne of grace ask god seek pull out from him and then go do whatever you need to do because in all the ways that you do prosperity will follow you there are not my words don't misquote me i am not quoting this out of my own smart peanut brain this is not my words these are the words of god written for you if you can just explore the treasure that you have in this word in this book that has been written specifically for you man the revelation that you're going to have the love that you're going to have the walk that you're going to walk is going to be a glorious walk because tribulations may come doesn't affect you trials may come doesn't shake you that paul is going to say for me dying is gain but living is christ he's like bro if i die that's not a problem for me that's even better for me in fact by living i'm wasting time to go to god he's like the time that i can spend with god is being wasted because i'm living you know paul was so eager and looking forward for that time with god that the trials he had here did not count to anything imagine a man with his skin broken skin open wide open that you can see the bruises see his bones writing encouraging letters to you and to me writing this letter of undeserved privilege to you and to me that we are listening and we are understanding that paul through his misery in his misery from the prison has written joyous letters to you you know why he did that because he knew that hope will never fail are you confident in god my friend today are you confident in god are you confident in god are you confident in god let me just read you the definition of this word favor let me just read you the definition of this word i went very slowly today i slowed my pace down it is like you know it is like slow cooked meal for you the definitions are that which affords joy pleasure delight sweetness calm loveliness kindness favor merciful kindness by which god exerting his holy, holy influence upon you knowledge affection spiritual governance governed by the power of divine grace a token of benefit a proof of benefits imagine okay imagine the benefits you have because you are with god i had a friend in my life who used to talk to me about how the job that they are working at gives them so many privileges that the salary 
the, 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 the salary was nothing. The benefits were everything. The transport was paid for, the vacations were pay, paid for, the car was paid for, everything was paid for. The benefits were so much that he could never leave that institution. The benefits are so much for you in this world that they are waiting for you to unleash them outside of you. My cousin always says this, you know how many seeds are there in an apple, but you never know how many apples are there in that seed. You are that seed. Think of yourself as a rich, rich man having all the ideas bearing the stamp of God, waiting to be unleashing all of these into the world, to bless them with your ideas. Israel, the promised country, has given the world so much. Agriculture has been revolutionized by the Israelites. Why? Because the promise still stands. The promise still stands that the nations will be blessed by that generation. That the families in the earth will be blessed by Abraham. That still happens today. Israel's army gives so much technology to different countries. That, that country that cannot be spotted on that map. If a Jewish promise is so great how much is a new covenant promise that you have through the redemption and the resurrection of jesus christ the hope that you have never fails thank you for listening to this message we trust that it has been a blessing to you our goal is to project you into your fullest calling by strengthening your spirit to do everything you were created to do it is your continued love, support, and partnership with Eagle Mount Church and Pastor Sharat Yelasiri that makes these messages possible. For more information and to find out how you can partner with us, visit www.eaglemount.in. That's www.eaglemount.in. See you for the next episode. Until then, soar on!